one shot, one shot, one opportunity to bomb it like you've always wanted. In one moment, one moment, would you hit driver or just lay up? His grips are sweaty, breeze weak, hazards heavy. There's ketchup on his polo already, vodka in the Yeti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting to keep his head down. His group goes so loud, he knows his next move, but his miss freaks him out. He's choking up how everybody's laughing now. The boy's howling, clubs up loud. Snaps back to the left again. Oh, there's a penalty. Oh, reload. Welcome to the Bomb Squad Podcast with your hosts, Matt Smith and Jerry Lou. As I crack this, it's a BL smoothie, or as our listeners can't see, it's a it's a Bud Light, which is my favorite light beer. It's so, fast becoming my favorite light beer too. I mean, everyone gets on my case for drinking IPAs, but I'll drink anything. But you know, with beer prices the way they are, I'm going to I'm drinking a dunk finish off a 16 ounce right now. Because look, I mean, look, look, you can see me, Smitty. I got my hoggle ready to go. I mean, that's not fair, right? Look, so, things the size of my head. So, so I was thinking between. The fridge and, it and like here, a deal. and and I was thinking, you know, what I I have no clue what Jerry's light beer ranking, the power ranking, would be. Oh, really? Because, like, who knows? But like, here, let's let's put these let's put these four in order. So Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light, and I'm gonna put Keystone and Natty Light together only because. I think they're the same thing. They're, they're not very popular up here, but where does where does Michelob Ultra fit in? I mean, oh, you know what? Good one, good one, good one, good one. When it comes to like, I, I don't want to say it in so many words, but it's kind of true. Like when it comes to like regular normal beer that we make or run of the mill or what you would call domestic for a country, I think America is in last place when it comes to like what we consider our normal regular beer. Don't get me wrong, an ice cold Bud Light is good anytime. It tastes mm-hmm. good anytime, especially on a hot summer day or when you're mowing the lawn or you're on the river or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or it tastes good while watching football, nevertheless. But um, ultimately, I uh, I mostly got it just got it because of the price. I don't know. I'm cutting back on drinking. But the thing is, Budweiser is a lager, Miller Light is a Pilsner, and Coors, I'm not too sure what Coors is, but I'm pretty sure it's more on the lager side. And even though people could, even though people could say all day, you can't, you, you can't taste that from Jerry. You would, you would, you, I dare, but you wouldn't know the difference. I'm like, no, I probably could tell the difference. I'm not saying I'm guaranteed, but I could tell you the difference easily Miller light from the other ones. So I, not to say like the category needs to stop at those few for like, what are the domestic American light beers? But then it's like, either then we open up the floodgate, to like another realm of like, like I said, well, then there's Michelob ultra and then, and then who knows what like PBR might want to mix their ass in there. I mean, who knows? I mean, oh, don't make a face. PBR is cheap. Okay, so I, I, I named kind of the light beers. Let's just go over the light beers. What's your power ranking? Oh, God. Well, it, uh, it I don't have one. It fluctuates because um, it's all it's all cheap bottom, bottom of the barrel stuff. So I'll, I'll just say as of right now, the power rankings go Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light. But then that's it. I'm done. I'm done ranking them at that point. Okay, failed experiment. Well, let me ask. Well, let me ask. Thanks for playing my game. More, yeah. Well, let me ask the question to you there, bud. Because uh, oh, well, by the way, I want to address the audience at home because we are on a fantasy baseball network. Sorry if you meant to be listening to Robbie and Ty. Sorry, 
but you're going to be loving listening to us when fit when baseball's done you suckers anyways um what's your rankings because uh, as um, only three quarters of our audience knows you're canadian so um what would your rankings be of the american domestic light beers uh bud light miller light Michelob, coors and then like keystone or natty keystone the only reason why i like keystone or natty is because uh so our golf trip how we used to play it it, it was usually like a, a two-man uh best ball in the morning a two-man scramble in the afternoon and then sometimes we'd have an individual match um and we played 36 a day and the rule was you could have unlimited mulligans off the tee so we had everywhere from scratch players to like 25 handicaps hmm. but in order to take your mulligan off the tee you had to smash a beer first like you had to chug one mm-hmm. so the really bad golfers who are really good drinkers eventually would catch up to the really good golfers who are poor drinkers well, and, and to be fair, that um, that reminds me of another game called the Wizard Staff that's very much uh, has to do with the more you drink, the more bonuses you get. But it's mm-hmm. like you find that fine line of, oh, I'm buzzed and I don't need too many more bonuses or I can play blacked out. So, I mean, Wizard Staff is for every beer you finish on the course, the can of beer in your possession, you tape them end to end together. And that's your gimme line. Or it, could be, right. it could be called um, something else. I heard it called the Wizard Staff. Yeah, or the the subtractor or something. Every beer you drink, you subtract a shot. Yeah, I've heard that. And that's why I really enjoy those uh, 19 point something ounce Lagunitas that we have out at our resort because those things have the diameter of our, our cans that we're holding right here. And it's got it's a stovepipe. It's a genuine, like that thing st- sticks up about nine inches. I know that length really well. And uh, ultimately, the... Um, Sticking up or trending downward? It's up. Okay. It's highly average. I'm told by Bleacher Report or some of their studies online, the things that we read online. Like, Very scientific communities <laughs> that you divulge into. Excuse me about my pecker size. Oh, I'm, uh, uh, speaking of uh, funny names for our wieners real quick. Um, I was watching Seinfeld last night and I'm officially naming my, uh, my name, my penis is P-Pipe. P-Pipe. Actually, a, a quick news blast about wieners as well. Um now, I don't know if it's the same here in Canada, but like our, what's your generic pack of like hot dogs? Like, what are they called? Oh, Ours are, you mean like what's our like regular brand of hot dogs down here? Yeah. Oh, we've got a bunch. There's Bar S, there's Oscar Meyer, there's Ball Oscar Meyer. Okay. So, so our equivalent. Power Oscar, on those bitches. <laughs> yeah, we could. Uh, only halfway house dogs only. You know, um, so we have these, uh, they're called Schneider's Red Hots. And oh yeah, I, I'm aware of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so they recently changed from ten hot dogs in a package to eight, right? Oh, and everyone's man. like, everyone's like, oh, due to inflation, like blah blah blah. Because I think it's the same price. Well, but we, they, we... A- but they actually did it because they only sell hot dog buns here in Canada in eights. So Yo, why well, would you have ten hot dogs and eight fucking buns? Okay, well we had that problem in America too. We're now eight and eight, unless well hot dogs come in any amount. Like you get the gourmet ones that come in a five pack. Who who's a five pack? Right. Johnsonville, I'm talking to you. But uh, ultimately, um, do you remember that uh, Johnsonville's gourmet now? Yeah, okay. well, yeah, yeah. Thanks for putting cheese in my dog. I mean, I, I couldn't have done that myself. You treat me like a child. Yes, please, I'll have to. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, you remember that Steve Martin movie, Father of the Bride? Came out in like the late 80s, early 90s. I know it, but I haven't seen it. It's not something age-wise or comedy-wise that you and I would really know. I'm really only aware of it because it's a family movie. Most people I know like family movies. And uh, 
Um, and I'm a big Steve Martin fan. Like I, I tend to like stick pretty close to his collection and know his body of work. And there's a scene near the end of the movie where he's just stressed out from everything, stressed out from everything. And he has to go to the store because they need hot dog buns, like for the wedding. The wedding's like tomorrow or something. He needs hot dog buns. And so he's like, I'll go get them. And he's in the middle of trying on his tux and it's two, five sizes too small. So he's got high waters and like a kid's jacket. And he's in like the bread aisle at the grocery store. And he's sitting there just like sighing at the buns because they're in 10 packs of 10. And he starts opening them up and taking two out at a time. And the clerk comes over. He's like, sir, you can't do that. He's like, of course I can do it. Because when you sell hot dogs in a pack of an eight, why would anyone want 10 buns? So I'm going to remove two buns for every single pack that I need. And this is what we all should be doing. And he's just like opening up like 16 packs of hot dog buns there and just opening them up. Because he's like, why does anyone need two extra? What do we do? I, I'm sure out of our dozens of listeners, one person's punching their dashboard right now saying, Jerry, you're fucking up all the lines. And I don't give a crap. Well... Well, here's how we can tie it into the most recent event playing golf. Oh, was oh, the over somewhere? over across the seas? Across the pond, was, the, was the live somewhere? Uh, they call them bangers over there, don't they? Um, yeah, because one of the um, I remember it's. I don't think it's on the McKee's Pub menu anymore. But one of the original items was they had a great bangers and mash. Yeah, I think it's still on there. It might be serves as an appetizer. Sorry if anyone's watching. The sun is shining right on my my camera. Hi, hi. And on. my hand, see, hi. Anyways, and um, I don't I don't know how much of the the tournament you ended up watching on the weekend, but I I will say that was quite a banger. That was quite a banger. I I got on late to the um the app. The app was pretty good. I definitely want to talk to open app because I, there's some. Uh, some ups and downs about it I want to talk about and also some use I will still get out of it here in the very near future that I think everyone should employ themselves with. But um, I got to watch a lot of the final round to be 100% honest with you. I, it was, a, I w- it was a morning. I wasn't busy. I had a loop at like noon. So I was in the middle of driving to work and something about the app that bugged me was when it came to the last day, they only had three on the app. They only had three live coverages and all you had to do is give your email to sign up uh, on the open championship app. Now, two of them were featured groups. One was Cantlay and Spieth, and the other was Scott and Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, not shabby. You know, Spieth and Fitzpatrick gave us something to watch for a while. Um, so did lots of other guys. And one of the other feeds was the 11th, 12th, and 13th holes. Now, I stuck on that one just because I'm like, I want to see other people, please. Please show me other people. But even they were talking about how their coverage is ending because, like, you know, Rory's group's going, oh, they're, lost. they're going on to 14 now, so our coverage will be ending. And it was funny because one, like, one featured group was American coverage. The other featured group was, like, Oh my god, I couldn't tell what they were saying. Like, and they were just joking with each other. And she's like, Mandy, did you lose your shoe down there? And she's like, Oh yeah, I took my shoe off and now I can't find it. Hope I don't step on any rocks. It's just like, what the shit is going on down there in St. Andrews? But when they when they ended the coverage, I was expecting to see final group. I was expecting to see a couple other pairings. That was it. Those are the only three broadcasts they offered. So when they were done with 11, 12, 13, it was over. When those two feature groups are done, it was over. Luckily, one of the first things you can click on the app was a live uh, audio broadcast and I clicked on it and listened to it. And Jennifer was listening to it on my pad when I went to work and I was listening to it on my phone with uh, earbuds in and I heard everything essentially. Like I was sitting there, like my coverage kept going in and out when I was waiting for Rory to make his chip to force a playoff. Cause I'm sitting there going like, he's got to dunk it for two. He's got to dunk it for two. It was kind of cool. Smitty. It was kind of old fashioned, like listening to it on the radio, so to speak. Like I heard, like that's how I found out about um, both Cameron's birdie and Eagle late. That was very, very big. I mean, that was pretty cool. I mean, sensational finish. It's other than, and I don't want to call it, I'm sure, I, I'm not to bury all this stuff here, and I don't want to call it, um, I'm sure we'll get to it, 
you know, again, Rory downfalls, but essentially that's really what the story is. He got boat raced. Everyone else came out to play like uh, Cam Young and Cam Smith. That was a great, great twosome uh, or group. Too bad they were not in the final round. But um, one last thing I can say about the app that I enjoy, though, is I'm going to keep it because if you scroll down to the bottom on the main page, they have all these videos that are like two hours plus or whatever, but it's like Tiger Woods, all his shots, 2000 British Open. Jordan Spieth, all his shots, 2017 US Open. Uh, so-and-so, 2014, all their shots, US Open. This They had the Stenson-Mickelson coverage from uh, 2016, uh, which I never saw a single shot of. So I'm like, guess what I'm going to do in the next week and a half time? I'm going to find some time, and I'm going to watch a really epic duel that I missed by like five minutes. I tuned in when they are taking their hats off. Yeah, I see you weren't too familiar with the app, but I mean, that was pretty much the gist. Yeah, you know what? I I think listening to a broadcast is pretty cool uh, because you kind of get to use your imagination, especially if it's at a like a major location where you kind of know the golf course. So at St. Andrews, you might know a few of the holes, especially obviously like 16, 17, 18, you probably know well. But I would say like maybe if it's like a first time um, host of a major championship, it would be a little bit difficult to kind of visually oh, imagine sure. what's going on. But but I got I think that lends that lends to us being sports fans, not just golf fans. Is it's like if you're into sports, just receiving an audio version that's live will suffice. Doesn't matter your mm-hmm. age, doesn't matter your sport. It's still one thing where the first media still works. Save for I mean the reporters like you know writing articles that night and then getting on the papers the next morning. I mean the the next step was radio, brah. And that's exactly, I mean, I was happy it was there for as much as I, I was sitting there going like, okay, Patrick Cantlay, that, that box is going to close and they're, then they're going to, where are the cameras going to go? They're going to show the Rory group. God damn it. They have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes actually the last couple of US Opens have actually kind of been listening to the broadcast while traveling in the car. Um, and it kind of gives you a, a chance to kind of focus on the storyline, right? The storyline being, you know, who is maybe an unknown sticking around or is the favorite choking. Like it really gives you an opportunity just to kind of focus on that little bit of, um, I don't know what you call it. Like almost like you're, you're focusing on the character. You're not focusing so much on, on, uh, I, I, I guess kind of that visual aspect of the game and, and what's happening kind of in pictures, which is, which I find kind of cool. Well, but you're, you, you made a really good point when you said it definitely helps to have a course that, you know, because all the other sports that we would listen to on the radio, we know where they're playing. We all know yeah. the shape of the court is. They're all doing it the same as everyone else, just uh, different variations of the sport. And, you know, tennis, football, NFL, basketball, it's all, they, you all, you know, you can visualize that pretty, pretty quickly, but it is, but it was fun. Like watching the, the people who are covering that 12, 11, 12, 13 corner, because after a while, the, the lady who was down there, you could hear her trying not to yell into her microphone saying, like, no, these guys, now that I've seen this putt 20 times, these guys are not hitting it enough, and they're all 20 feet short. And I'm just kind of like, that must be frustrating, just being posted at one spot. I mean, <laughs> Now, before we kind of get into the final round and, and a cool point about that 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 corner, so they call it the loop, right? Um yeah. Do we want to do we want to touch on some of the early round coverage and maybe some of the preamble that we spoke about? What do you mean by preamble? I mean, it, well, it, there's a few there's a few well, things. Let's first and foremost address something here. Like uh if you want to set a record major championship, you have to have it at St. Andrews. Am I wrong? Every single person who's won at St. Andrews, the scores have been 
healthy, very healthy. Whether you're Louis Oosthuizen or Tiger Woods or didn't Martin Keimer win there or something or like I mean there was I'm sorry no he won at Pebble he won a rando at Pebble no was that Graham McDowell? Martin Keimer. Keimer's got two. Keimer's got yeah, two. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got no, Whistling right. Straits and Pinehurst. Pinehurst. It was Pinehurst. Sorry, my bad. Anyways, um, it it was funny because, like, on one hand, I tried to see a trend with who's doing good and who's doing bad, but then it's like I found a lot of, like, your JTs and your ROMs shooting 72 in the first round. Like, after the cut, after round three, there was only, like, when you look at the bottom page of the leaderboard of people who still made the cut, it's like it was one page long of people over par. Now, not saying it played easy, but there was at least one third of the field of like, or even to half of the field, like your Morikawa's or whatever, who seemed like obvious choices to do good. And it's like, where'd you go? DJ barely kept his snorkel up. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was going to tweet saying, I, I think he's lurking. I think he's lurking. Like he's poised to like pounce and just get like, well, but if Cam Smith hadn't had that five birdie in a row stretch or whatever, I mean, it's like, that's what I was hoping would come out of DJ all of a sudden or Rory for that matter. Yeah. It's speaking about the first couple of rounds. Um, now I believe the first day, especially, there was a big discrepancy in the in the scoring between the morning wave and the afternoon. Um, I know that kind of got a lot of people because I, I believe Rory, if Rory got off to a strong start, um, other than Cam Young, uh, Cam Young, who definitely played a factor in throughout this tournament, oh, uh, got got off to a great start in opening round sixty four, bogey free. So okay, well. Uh, well, listen, I, I tell you what, we'll save for a few minutes talking about the nice final round, but we can we can skip the Rory talk at least for the final round because we can address it now just to get out of the way and that he really didn't make any mistakes on Sunday. I don't, Zero. I don't want to say I saw this coming per se, but it was like after he had a great 54-hole presence, part of me is like, okay, either he's going to shut me up big time tomorrow or we're going to be talking like we're talking now. And yeah. all he did was went out there and shot. I mean, he shot what seventy or something. It wasn't even that bad. I mean, it, it's it just when when you got the guys like right in front of you who were duking it out. Didn't see Cam Young doing this. Cam Smith maybe. Guy's a bulldog. You got to watch out for him. So ultimately, I I don't know what to say. Like it, Rory did really good. He did just as good as anybody there. He just he keeps he. Keep, I don't like hearing the golf water cooler talk from the people who, not that we know what we're talking about, I, but I, th- I like to think we know a little bit more than your average Joe who talks golf or whatever. And, and they're just going to constantly talk about, do you see Rory choke? And it's just like, man, I've already had this conversation like 20 times, like or, or, or a version of it where it's just like, oh, did you see Rory not come through? Or there was even a headline, I think, on uh, some golf website that said Cam Smith steals one, uh, steals a uh, British Open from Rory or something. It's just like, you still had to shoehorn Rory into it? I mean, just like, let, let, Leave it be. I think Rory's still really poised, honestly. Like, I mean, like, I'll look it up right now, but, I mean, he, correct me if I'm wrong, but he had, a, like, all top ten finishes in the major this year, in majors, I think, this year. So he – I saw this stat just a couple hours ago. In all four majors this calendar year, Rory McIlroy beat 97.5% of the field combined, and he did not win a single one. Well, see, now you sound like MLB. We can make a stat about anything, per se, because that sounds amazing. That sounds really good. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's like he's he seems like he's right there. He still has the talent to do it. But, I mean, it's turning into the whole thing where it's like if anyone's in the position to do it, I'm not going to pick him. I'm not. I mean, he's got to he, – he has to be kind of like a non-favorite outlier to win anything. Well, well he's always going to have attention. Put it this way. Um, I, I, I do have a term for what he did yesterday, but – he, if, if I just kind of put this out there and said, okay, 
Rory McIlroy has a four, he's tied. He's he's a co-leader after 54 holes. He has a four-shot lead over the rest of the field, and he beats the guy that he's tied with by four shots. If I just say that, so four-shot lead over the field, he right. beats the guy he's tied with by four shots, and he loses by two. You'd probably think that he shot like 77 or 78, right? But he was bogey-free. So he's bogey-free, leading the pack by four, defeats the guy he's tied with by four, and loses by two. Like, I don't think that has probably uh, ever been done, right? Like, I can't imagine in a major championship that being done. Leading a pack by four, defeats the guy he's tied with by four, goes bogey-free, and loses by multi- by more than one shot. Like, that's that's it, when you just think about that, you go, okay, something miraculous happened. But then you say, okay, two guys beat him. Mm-hmm. And that's even crazier, like a, as a statistical outlier. And again, I don't want to get all sabermetrics baseball on you guys, but like, holy, right. like that, that statistically is, is he, he's in, he's, he's in Tony Finau territory of not being able to close out in that regard. Huh. Hey, funny, funny note here. Would you believe this is the first year where Rory took a top 10 in every major? I, I can believe it. Yeah. Cause he usually he has, has kind of a, a dud round, but I know he's had some very, very good years, but I mean, not. In 2000, here's a couple of the funny things. Last time he, he had three top tens in a major was 2014 when he won twice. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, what about 2011 when he uh, when he choked at the Masters and then uh, won the PGA? What did he do that year in the other two? Um, well, he won the oh. US that year, T15, oh, T25 in the Open, and T64 at the PGA. Oh shit. I check out check it out though. He won the U.S. Open in 2014. Didn't play in 2015, and since then he's had a top ten in every single U.S. Open since then. Not too shabby. <laughs> Excuse had, me. Repeat that. He's had two top tens in every major since he last won, which was like a while ago. Yeah, you're right. That is that he's is crazy. Top tens every year in a major, or a top ten if not a victory in every year in a major since 2009. I mean, Rory's been around. He's mm-hmm. not going to I, I don't. I don't think we should. This is just going to be a fancy little footnote. I mean, we always make fun of him taking like a backdoor. Like his his second place at the Masters this year almost didn't count. Remember? I mean, so right. years later, we can look at that number and be like, look, he's got a second place finish. It's like, yeah, he had no business doing that with his 65 or whatever it was. I mean, anyway. That's right. I'm, I'm done talking about Rory unless you want to talk more. No, I'm good. Oh, you want to talk more about Rory? <laughs> no, I, I, I think his name's going to come up later, but. So I was I was also chuckling about um John Daly. He kind of had a mullet. Cam Smith had a mullet. Like, some of the representation of the winner of the at the home of golf has been very interesting. I know they don't have the tournament there that often, but you got everyone from likes of Jack to Tiger to Zach Johnson to Louis Oosthuizen to um, uh, John Daly and, and Cam Smith. Yeah, I, I did see that tweet. He goes, you know, nice to see another mullet representing at the home of golf. And I saw that. That was good. Well, somebody also did a freeze frame picture of Cam Smith, like at an inter- like you know, po- the post presser laughing. It was like in the middle of him blinking. And he's like, he, he's got kind of a wonky eye or something like one eye's closed. The other eye's kind of open. All I see is white. And he looks, he looks like he just took like a hit off a whippet or something. He's just like, but <laughs> looks absolutely winded. So, oh, also, um, Victor Hovland. I mean, dude was doing really good step for step. I mean, it's kind of funny that the the major champion, the winner, did not come out of 
the McElroy Hovland pairing, don't you think? I mean, it it, it I, took not selling the Cameron short because they they performed greatly. It, it it took everything in my power not to tweet at you, not to throw that out in the atmosphere. Just about I could have gone fifty percent on bets from the beginning of the year on major champions. So I I, I didn't want to do it because um, I was I was quite content if it's Hovland or Rory four shot lead over the pack i'm like one of them has to do it and, and again, who, are your, who are your picks again let's just remind everybody so i had sorry i didn't even have hovland what the hell am i exactly I, had him in the exactly. US Open. I wish you would have tweeted that i was waiting for you to step in your own pie there come on shit i had kepka spieth and louie <laughs> oh man you had dj mark you had DJ Morikawa and Rom. Like at least DJ was somewhat relevant going into Sunday. But well, I hate to say it. Like I mean, until I saw the first round scores, I thought like this might be my safest major all year. I mean, I'm just like you know what these three guys, St Andrews, I got the horses here. They're gonna run. And DJ was the only one, like I said, just staying staying at sea level. I mean, ugh. the one name that was never talked about. I mean, DJ just took like a fifth place, just like just hanging out there. You know what, David Duval not great getting last. That's pretty solid though. Oh, yeah, because poor Calc. You leave him out of this. Hey, speaking of, like, you know, because it was Calcavic who was saying goodbye and, like, from the British Open and, and et cetera and so forth, uh, why was everyone losing their mind about Tiger walking over the bridge one last time? Or, or, or was he, or was it, oh, did I just bury the lead there? I mean, it's like, what, what's the big deal? Are you never going to play St. Andrews again? No, he'll, it, I, I think that's probably the last time we're going to see, I, and it's tough to say this just with his performance, but a somewhat competitive Tiger, right? In five years, that body, like, who knows what type of shape he'll be in, right? In five minutes, um, who knows what type of shape that body's going to be in? Like, five minutes ago. Right. Exactly. So, I I, I, once it looked labored all over again. So, I just switched to another, my switch my attention to something else. And, and I actually didn't even see a single live shot of him playing just because of, of work Thursday, Friday, and the times that he played. His, um, his, I hate to say because it, it looks like he, I don't want to say he's band-aided his swing together this far, however, to maintain some kind of power. It looked like the first time I've ever seen him, he's lost half a gear. Like that swing was lacking five extra miles per hour. I saw in, in the one swing I saw was a driver swing. Granted, it was just one swing, the smallest of sample sizes. But I, I like to think I'm not a good teacher, but I'm a pretty good like estimator. And just when I could see something right away, like if you hit a golf ball, and I'm just watching you like like we would on TV. I can tell you if you missed it. I can tell you if you missed it right or left without even looking where the ball went. I can tell stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when I tiger at that one driver, I was just kind of like, wait, was that a practice swing? Like he really just kind of just like, I felt like he waved at it. And he kind of like leaned a little bit. Like it was just kind of like one of those like, oh, Tiger, you, that's like Freddie Couples at three-quarter speed. What just happened there? Yeah. It, you know what was crazy though? I believe on – Friday on the 14th hole, he hit the longest drive of the entire field for the week, like 416 yards or something. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, he hit he hit an absolute bomb off of 14 or 15. Just just craziness. But uh, he was just red ass after all his play. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Tiger has spoken publicly just about, and I forget where I read it or saw it. I saw a clip about him talking about, you know, he doesn't have the same amount of rotation, so he has to he has to rotate in different ways now um to generate that same speed and and it's a shame right he, we we don't know when we're going to see him next um probably end of the year at his tournament in Bermuda or Bahamas wherever that is and then probably back at the Masters but uh you know competitively when you know i think anticipation and and 
what we expected would have been still high out of him. He he couldn't get it done. Um, and I think he knew it. And I think more or anything, everybody's reaction about him crossing the Spoken Bridge was more at, at his emotions rather than kind of the crowds, right? Him breaking down, it obviously meant a lot to him. Oh, I, by I, his, I didn't see his reaction or him crossing the bridge. Yeah, he was. I heard he everyone was, else freaking out, and I'm like, oh, great. He was he was crying. He cries every time he's on 18 at St. Andrews, though. I mean, come on, he's got a history of like both good and bad. Come on. No, he's never cried at St. Andrews. What was the first? Damn, I, that, that I, was Royal Liverpool. Why do I always feel like they play the Open Championship at St. Andrews every third year? <laughs> I'm trying to make a lot more memories and put a lot more champions there. Um, changing Wrong. Subject, I, I didn't really want to talk Tiger too much because uh, we got a lot more other stuff to talk about. Like, how about? I will give somebody the most improved golfer ever award or, or most improved golfer from a mature aspect when it came to his four rounds in order of scoring with a 72, 69, 66, 67. Tommy Fleetwood, welcome to a relative altitude of golf. Way to not shoot 63 and then four and then three seventies in a row, brah. Way to, way to grind it down there. Way to, way to act like a real golfer. Way to keep it together. Hey, eh? Lord. Sorry, I, I had to. I, I just started. I just started cruising down the leaderboard and be like, "Yeah, there's my." Uh... Oh, hey, how about Bryson DeChambeau? Like, like having kind of like one. He pooped the bed in one round, but other than that, I mean, he kind of. He backdoor. He backdoor top ten. Did he pull the Rory? How? No, 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 no. To pull, we can call it pulling Rory when you shoot the best round of the tournament, especially the best round Sunday, and you were out of it. But enough to the point Fair where, enough. oh, if the field, if a bomb just goes off right now and the field just dies. Then you might win the tournament, kind of like how Snedeker won in Tory when he got in like at noon and everyone else had to play in the wind, but they stopped and they waited 24 hours. And they're just kind of like, okay, we're done. Who won? And it's like Snedeker's like, I played 72 holes without the wind, and it's like, you're the winner, bud. I mean, that sucked because I was there. I, I watched that event. Like, oh, this 50 foot giant cypress tree Tory where like fell over. I mean, it was crazy shit. But I never seen a tournament like that where they were waiting around like Monday afternoon, finally like, all right, we're calling it. It's we got to fly to the next event, guys. It's Monday evening. Who's leading the tournament after 63 holes? All right, it's him. <laughs> now, the, now, the craziest, you know, yo-yo, I would say, of the tournament belongs to Sam Burns. On yeah, the back bugger. On the back nine on Saturday, he shot 44. Uh-huh. And then he shot 64 for 18 holes the next day. Yeah, he, he, he definitely came on super strong. Like, I mean, being one of the better players that wasn't one of the marquee players on Sunday. But, I mean, just enough for people to be – he must be sponsored by DraftKings, or they must be giving him, like, money under the table. Because, like, guys like that is, like, what keeps people gambling in golf. You're Sam Burns yeah. here, especially. Yeah, you're probably pulling your hair out and then elated with joy when he shoots the lowest round of the day, tied with the champion golfer of the year, Cameron Smith. Now, poor Xander Shoffley trended the wrong way because he shot 69, 70, 72, and then 67 the last day. I mean, he tried to pull a Rory, but yeah, I, he, he won the event prior coming to this. I, I forget if it was Saturday afternoon or, or kind of middle of the day Sunday, but the, the leaderboard was stacked, right? Like you go Smith, Cameron Young, who good performances in the majors this year. Obviously, Rory, Tommy, Victor Hovland, Dustin Johnson, Bryce, and Patrick Hanley, Jordan Spieth. Like you had a lot of big name golfers towards the top of the field, which, you know, obviously lately St. Andrews or the, really the open championship can sometimes bring out some flyers, but, but really this year, I think the golf course set up, it, it was 
difficult enough. I think the hard thing um, to put in perspective is that the old course only has two par threes and two par fives and a bunch of drivable par fours. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it's really not quirky enough that it's going to separate, you know, tight corridors, thick rough. It, it's not that kind of golf course. It's get yourself slightly out of position and all of a sudden you're facing double in the face very easily. How about, I mean, so here's a question for you, like why the course played certain ways for certain people. Gary Woodland and Mark Leishman both missing the cut by shots. Yeah, I saw that. That I mean, was now, now, that was quite surprising, especially for Leash. I can't put those guys in the same category. I'm not saying I'd pick one over the other because Woodland's a very strong and surprising golfer at times, and Leishman is kind of the same in a, in a, in a similar regard. I mean, Leishman is, is starting to become one of my streaky golfers where he has a hot month every year, but he has no problem. I mean, what? How come those guys? What? Well, they they could have had putting woes. They could have had any other problem. But I just look at guys like that going like, now how come? I don't know. It was, it was very, uh, I don't want to say it seemed like a very random tournament, but given how the scoring was very good and mm-hmm. very few people who didn't score, like I'd say the 25% of the guys you assumed would make the cut or play better didn't. I mean, you got to admit that's a pretty good hit rate for everybody else. Yeah. One that really surprised me and a guy who played extremely poorly. And I, I don't know if he had the right traction there on the dry, hard surfaces was Sepp Straka. I don't know if his squares held up. Yeah. Uh, that cheap shot. I saw, I saw that coming. <laughs> But hey, you know what? That's not not a name. Seb, Seb Straka did win an event this year. He's PGA Tour and, winner, and he and he has been. I don't want to say coming on strong, but he's more of a name than some guys right now in terms of like he's around to stay. But yeah, I did notice like in terms of I didn't want to pick on him, but yeah, in terms of rec- quote unquote names I recognize that are like regular tour players, he was he probably gets the the pink backpack for for this uh, for the next game, don't you think? I mean, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, he's got that squares contract, which I'm waiting for too. So the closer I get to the cut, I'm not really consigned with like, you know, like, oh, Hendrick Stenson missed the cut of plus one. Because, I mean, things got to bounce very closely either way. But, I mean, when you really – I mean, there's eight players finished over par for this tournament. And one mm-hmm. of them was like way far in the back at plus eight. And he was last place. The next guy was at plus four. Smitty, I don't think if you if they gave us like two shots aside, if we could pull that off, or if they turned off the weather for us, if we could pull, maybe you could. But I mean, I don't know. I think I could do that if he was playing soft. Mm-hmm. True. Like, sorry, if and the greens you, were playing hit, soft, and you'd have to hit it off the road like Spieth did. And I don't know how we do that. Now remember, like I, this is a perfect golf course for me because I have two fairways to aim at on yeah, most holes. Yeah, I know. You sound like John Daly. It's I, it's a Canadian problem. You guys like. You're like lefties, but some of you still are righties. Uh, let's see. Kitayama's brothers on there. Sergio Garcia, nice little backdoor T68. Ian Poulter was sticking around. <laughs> backdoor 68, is that a thing? Backdoor tied 68. Backdoor made cut. How about that for – for? Uh... oh, yeah, he's not an open champion. He gaffed that one, didn't he, Sergio? Like that that was a, one of those majors where if only he if only he remembered how to putt for a week, he, he would have dusted everybody. Or if he didn't dress like a canary. It was that in the rain gear. I remember if it, if he didn't look like a canary, he looked like a little kid wearing his dad's rain pants. Like he just like he just looked all like baggy and like and billowy out there. Which don't get me wrong, I get it. I work at a place where those are the elements every day. But us caddies don't give a crap what we look like. Um, oh, which by the way, I want to uh, talk to you because I'll probably be doing the junior am before we record next time. So uh, la, 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 la. that's gonna be fun. Are uh, you allowed to hang around minors? Yeah, in fact, I caddy very well for teenagers, all right? Oh, okay, just checking. Yeah, in the four ball, I caddy for teenagers. In the amateur, I caddy for a teenager, okay? Well, didn't you pee in a park once and then... 
No, that was my roommate. Oh, sorry. It was midnight. It, it, no, it was it was past midnight. And it's funny because you are describing a story about me and my roommate Matt Carr once when I picked him up. <laughs> I I'm talking about horrible bosses. I don't know about this story. I'm just making shit up. To that. Like he was drunk, he pulled over somewhere on the way home. It was it, it was a parking lot somewhere. He got out because he had to take a piss. All of a sudden, bloop, 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 and he just was like saw the cops. He's like, huh? And they're just like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, um, taking a piss. Just hanging out, sobering up, and they're just like, you realize you're pissing on a school right now, right? And he just, he's like, no. And then they're just, and right when they're about, to, he's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They're like, well, just stop pissing. And you have a friend picking you up. He's like, yeah. And he called me right away. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Where it's like three in the morning, we're out, we're out on the patio, the front patio, having cigarettes and like drinking, just chilling. Not in excess. It's three in the morning. We're all just like just sitting there. If, if you were drunk, you were passed out hours ago. That's kind of how it goes. <laughs> like, I mean, if you're exactly. If you're up at 3 a.m., you're doing coke or you're just not going to bed. But uh, ultimately, yeah, I went and picked him up because it was like a mile away <laughs> down somewhere in La Costa. <laughs> That's amazing. He's not in trouble. Like, I mean, that was the fun thing was when I picked him up, like it was all cool. And the next day we went back to get his car. I'm just like, we're in the clear, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that was a close one, huh? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and he never gets in trouble. Like, that was the closest he ever got in trouble in his life, I think. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> Real good chess player, Matty boy. <laughs> so let's, uh, I got a couple other things I want to chat about. I mean, moreover, just not like a year in the review, but I want to talk about our four major winners here. But I mean, anything else before we really address like the final round, the winner and his final round he shot and his future potential per se? I mean, yeah, no. Um, overall, I would say uh, well presented by NBC. Um, I will say a, a few too many commercials still. Um, it, it still lacked that flow for for most of the day early. And to be honest, there wasn't much brewing early on Sunday. Um, obviously, kind of the middle of the day towards the lates when, when stuff really started to happen. Things started happening quickly for some certain people. in a in a positive not negative way um but no i thought uh they really kind of dove into how much st andrews means to golf and how much golf means to st andrews um i thought they they really presented everything well and you know i was supposed to travel there in october of 2020 um everything planned you know play the old course play carnoustie play mirfield um never came to be due to the pandemic and then we went to wool and it, it kind of, you know, spurred that, that drive again, that thought to, okay, you know what? I, I think I really need to, to, to look at re redoing this and replanning is that it, it, you know, it just seems like such a special place. So, so shout out to NBC for a, a decent, not great, not great, a decent podcast or decent broadcast. You know, they could take a tip from our MLB network, I hate to say it, or our MLB TV we got because they always have, like, ads running during the game. And sometimes the commercials get cut short because they just, when it comes back to the game, like, sorry you didn't get to see that that ad for Apple again, but you've seen it 20 times a day, so whatever, we're back to the game. Recently, they, would, like, would have an ad where, like, the, you'd hear the announcer, like, for whoever we're listening to. Because MLB TV is nice. As long as it's not blacked out, you pick mm-hmm. a game, you can pick the either team's radio broadcast or either yeah. team's broadcast. So. I remember last uh, the other day we were watching the Angels Dodgers game. Angels broadcast. I'm a Dodger fan. She's an Angel fan. Dodgers whooped ass. And the uh, Doyers, low Doyers, and uh, 
that at one point one of the announcers said it's like uh real quick here comes an ad from bank of america and then went into a quick picture in picture like it always does and then essentially all i saw was like a, a like a graphic go bank of america and it was done i'm just like oh that's an ad good job guys you didn't have to do anything like it showed somebody like maybe sitting at the ballpark on their bank of america app for two seconds and it said bank of america and then it cut right back to the not it was not an interruption it was like the quickest distraction i ever saw where i'm just like oh here comes a commercial wait where'd it go show me another one like I, you guys did two second commercials i don't believe it no way but i mean i noticed the coverages really are like one of those things where if they're really having feed problems it's going to be around that week Next week, it could be better. Next week, it could get worse. But if they do something that's a real improvement, it usually sticks. So maybe this is um, MLB. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep the dingers crowd still involved here. Don't you understand that, Smitty? Or you have nothing to worry about up in Canada. All the snow's melted. We got the the home the big ball derby going on right now, actually, behind me. Yeah. At Ladoya Le- Stadium. Yes, indeedy. So... My question to you, Smitty, which we asked this last year, and it was a great question because we had four very different major winners at four venues, but I've been actually thinking about this before we recorded. I tend not to think about anything recorded, and it shows in the final cut. But ultimately, we had Scotty Scheffler at Augusta. We had Justin Thomas at Southern Hills, PGA champion. Matt Fitzpatrick, Mr. Brookline at the Country Club, U.S. Open champion. And Cameron Smith at the Home of Golf, the old course at St. Andrews. Presented to you by Rolex. And ultimately, I know I'm going to ask, I ask you this, you know what I'm going to ask you, but I mean, do you have an answer right away? What You could give two different answers. Who's your favorite major champion? And what was your favorite major if it was different from the one that you picked the champion from? Schenectady, hello. Sorry, repeat the second question. Basically... Who was your favorite major winner this year, and what was your favorite major in general? If it differed from the one that the one that you picked the winner from, what gum? I am yes. <laughs> um, I will say my 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 favorite major was was St Andrews the Open Championship. Um, just obviously what happened and and how it turned out. I want to say to go along with that. I love Cam Smith's game. I love how he's such a grinder. I love how the putting kind of keeps him in it. Um, how he's fearless, right? He's kind of this like undercover killer kind of thing. Now it's almost Trevino esque, even though Trevino had his own things that made him him. I mean, that's what like right. Trevino was. He's just like, you want me to go slay the dragon? You see how small I am in this armor? All right, and he just goes up there and ching ching ching. I mean, right. And and. With the rumors out there, I, I I don't want to say he's my favorite champion because that the rumors that are out there completely ruins it for me. What rumors? That he's going to the LIV. No, no. See, I don't I don't believe or substantiate any of that, Smitty, because we could say that about anybody right now, and we're going to talk about it. Now, I'm pretty sure, judging by his answer in the news conference, like there's an offer out there. It's substantial. Sure. And sure. he's probably going to take it. Every single PGA Tour obvious player has gotten an offer. And those that haven't are just a phone call away for them to be like, because the LIV signed a bunch of amateurs who never even made any professional status, and they got baskets of money too. They didn't get huge baskets of money, but I'm talking not, like not Cam Smith. Money. different, but still, they got like, I know did a lot you, of them got $1, $2 million guaranteed for signing on the line. 
a half an hour after he wins the Open Championship, somebody in the press conference asked him about Liv, and he goes, that's up to my team. My team handles all that stuff. I how about change. How about for, for 48 hours, let us just say, put it out of your mouth. You know what? Haven't given it any thought. You know, yes, I've had an offer, but, you know, my heart sticks with the majors, and this means a lot to me this week. Yeah. That's all he had to say. Not, okay, but, oh, it's my team that handles this. I'm not talking about it right now. Okay, like, That just screams like the Kepke answer where he goes, yeah, I'm yeah, here I, to focus about the U.S. Open. The next day, he's gone. I get I get why you say that because the recency certainly doesn't look good and anyone can jump at any time, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, I mean, I feel like the mistake on Cam's side was he should have known he was going to get asked that question. Maybe he was still too euphoric or too focused on golf and could have prepared a little bit more. But on the flip side, I say – Fuck the golf media. Like they have now they have an obligation to ask that question. We all hate it. The players hate it. We don't care for their answers. If anything, we want to be surprised, I think, if somebody goes to live. I mean, we don't like the media in the first place. I especially don't like golf media. I mean, it's it, it's it, not to say like, oh, look what we're doing. We're doing a podcast. I I, I do this because I like talking. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. But you're welcome. <clears throat> How about now? Oh, <laughs> double down. <laughs> so it's not many without sexy. So the crazy thing is, is I believe there's only what one, two, three tournaments before the FedEx Tour playoffs start, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, the rumor is that he's going to get through this. He's going to get through the FedEx Cup. He's going to play the Presidents Cup, and then he's gone. Cool. What? Why not be? Every single Super Bowl team has that first guy who's of a B plus caliber, a better player, to jump ship and sign a contract with a different team. Usually, it doesn't work out. But I mean, I've known it throughout history. Like, there's always that one guy that didn't stick to the championship team, and it's like, yeah, you just gotta like, you know, you gotta strike when the iron's hot, so to speak. So what if we never hear from him again? It's like he won the Players Championship, won the Open Championship. He does something for the Presidents Cup and the FedEx Cup, whatever. The next thing you know, he can just go grab a $10 million check and just kiss off and then compete how he, whenever he wants to. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, you obviously know where my allegiance falls in, in regards to all this. And yeah, you work I, in the banking world. Everyone loves money. <laughs> yeah. When it's earned and, and <laughs> I'm when it's handed to you by Saudi fucking murderers, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're on Streamyard now. So if this is definitely getting archived, but yeah, that was a great face you just made. <laughs> Jesus, I'm not gonna lie. If somebody handed me ten sheets and said go murder this guy, I'd probably be like, well, I got to think about that. I remember somebody stupidly on Twitter telling me something about like it's like oh yeah because I said uh like how much Brennan Grace's caddy made or whatever, and he's just like oh that's not as much as those pilots made who flew the planes into the buildings in 9/11. And my first thing was I want to say is like. They're dead. Here's what you got paid if you're dead. I mean, number one, like, oh, they each got a million dollars. I'm like, fuck if they care. <laughs> like, well, they, they got to meet Allah, too, so. What? What'd you say to me? Well, they got to meet Allah, too. Or Allah, or Allah. Al- Alex? Alan? 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 Two N's? It's two L's. Two L's. Pan? 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 Are you saying? It's like calm. P-A-N-M. <laughs> All right. So crazy. Uh, you you like I will I will I will agree with you in terms of my favorite major this year, hands down was the one that we just happened to because if for anyone who's asking, we're recording on a Monday evening. Smitty's on East Coast time, I'm on West Coast time of the populated North American continent parts. And uh yeah, it's Monday. That was Sunday, early Sunday. So not to say it's I mean, for what it is, 
Fitzpatrick did a good job. JT did a good job. Scheffler, I remember his victory very distinctly. But it's like, and not just because it's so fresh, but I'm going to remember Cam's victory at St. Andrews a little more distinctly than I can't tell you who JT beaten by how much. And Fitz, I already forgot who was second place in the U.S. Open already. I mean, because I already got swept up the whole like, oh, Fitzpatrick won. Wee! Cool. So it was Will Zalatoris, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. After yeah, Will yeah. Zalatoris lost yeah. in the playoff. Yes, you are correct, sir. Uh, anywho, but, but I will, I will like echoing your comment. I will much remember the runner-up of the Open Championship over okay. the U.S. Open for sure. Yeah, I mean. See, and I, I like Scheffler a lot. Hoping it's one of many. He's a good golfer. Fitzpatrick, eh, good story, whatever. I mean, you know, that, that kid was bound to win one major at least at some point in his career. I, I don't want to say it's a little late, but better late than never. JT, I'm like, great, now you have two. You should add four. So let's keep cracking. I mean, I might have to go with Cam Smith here again because, I mean, granted, it's only his first one. I hope it's not his only one. But ultimately, who, who's to say? I mean, Scotty Scheffler looked like he was going to wear the, win the career, uh, the the calendar Grand Slam this year. Like, I mean, just we we were stroking him off so hard in April, myself included. So you you don't know. No, you don't. And it's still, we're still about five six months out from making our other way too early picks. We are, but not too far. Actually, we should probably we should probably reserve our choices this year just to see who's actually eligible to be playing. <clears throat> Indeed. Indeed. But that's oh, another story altogether. Any anything else you want to talk about? Open championship or you're not golfing, so we can't talk golf. I know I'm not golfing. You're right. Yeah, I, I, I don't have much. I don't have much. Mm. Mm-hmm. I uh I got the junior am coming up. Our my first practice round is the twenty third and twenty twenty third and the twenty fourth second practice round. Playing Bandon Dunes, Bandon Trails. Very exciting. Very nice. The uh, highest level of amateur golf you can have that's 18 and under, essentially just that whole broad spectrum in the United States, or at least within the borders of this country. I don't, I'm not sure who's allowed to play. I'm sure everybody. Um, tw- uh, Smitty, did you see my uh, tweet about um, <laughs> I'm not taking requests anymore at Bandon Dunes? No. Yeah, so I decided something yesterday I, I did it officially or no it was the day before but i essentially put out a tweet saying uh i'm no longer taking requests starting next year dm me for any questions obviously the shock value or the clickbait that i evidently put out there nobody got to the second sentence because a few people finally eventually dm me said like so you're not gonna work for me september 2023 i'm like no i've worked for you before you pay well the whole thing is i've had a serious stretch now not all my requests there's a couple in particular who have paid nice. See Jeff Peterson. He's at Weatherhack on Twitter. Uh, Tara and David Coates, they paid very nicely. They might be new listeners of the show, so I have to make sure to mention them. But ultimately, I have gotten a, a few other referral requests lately, and they've all been just 18 holes a day. And they are paying mm, – I won't get to the number yet if we don't have to, but let me put it this way. I was thinking the other day when I was driving to work, I'm like, wow, if I say no to all my requests and just take random assigned – regular work like normal i'm working 36 a day carrying two bags every day and i'm making like three thousand dollars a week Mm -hmm. easily these requests have been double bags mostly but it's only 18 holes a day and i'm getting dog like 120 125 dollars a bag now don't get me wrong that's 
still according to some eyes a handsome gratuity because it's like you know the, the our bag fee is caddy fee is a hundred dollars per bag plus gratuity per bag mm -hmm. so yes twenty dollars is twenty percent hundred twenty dollars is a lot of money for like whatever you want to call the work that I ever want to find the effort that we put into what we do for a living however like I said I just get a lot more regular random work where people are paying me 150 a bag and that's 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 fine you can it just so happens all the all the requests that are paying not much are only doing 18 holes a day so i essentially publicly said i'm not taking requests anymore and if anyone wants to request me really they'll have to dm me and like this one guy i'm talking to i forget his name right now but essentially i asked him like tell me well before i tell you how much i want tell me up front because i never wanted to do that i felt it was awkward but now i'm putting my foot down because like this is my business this is the only way i can make good money smitty so i need to drive my price up essentially that's right so what I did was I was talking to this one guy and, and right away he said like, Oh, well, I'm playing 36 holes a day, five days. So I'm like, well then green light right away for you. Like I will work for you when you come to town, I'll keep my schedule open. So yeah, tweeted that a couple mornings ago to, to, to a lot of different kinds of attention. <laughs> That's interesting. But at the same time, you have to make a business decision. Like you said, well, case in point to me, if you're going to request me or any caddy for that matter, you you're seeking out our, our presence and our, and or our specific skills. Therefore, if we want to work for you, we will not necessarily work our schedule around you, but we will to make sure we have that job in those days available. The mm -hmm. way if you're going to pay me 120, 125 a bag at requesting me, you can pay some first year, 20 year old kid that because that's yeah. exactly the amount of value you're going to get from him. Me, I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm, I'm about one or two years away from saying I'm 200 bucks a bag. Period. Yeah. Period. Especially, That's... hey, I hate to say, like in, like in the down seasons, guys. If I caddy for you out there, if I'm just carrying your bag, yeah, a little extra would be appreciated. But I mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's if, crazy if, too. I don't make any of this, Smitty. I'm dead. And then this all this all could come crashing down at any minute. It's true. Mm. Your your body, your choice. In yeah, in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now I got to go get some free condoms from the clinic. Uh, <clears throat> so, Mr. Smith, uh, is there anything else? We what what's on the golf horizon? Like uh, you said, we got the FedEx Cup playoffs or something coming up. I mean, what else golf wise is coming up? Uh, yeah, not much. Um, you know, uh, we've got the 3M Open this week. I believe you've got the Wyndham. Let me pull that. PGA Tour schedule back up. Um, are we going through the Great Lakes stop now? Yeah, kind of. You got 3M, which is like Milwaukee, I think. No, I was, I was going to say Detroit, but that's Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, sorry. And uh, yes, and so it goes 3M Open Minnesota. So then it goes Rocket Mortgage Detroit, uh, and then it goes the Wyndham in Greensboro, which is the, um, I believe the last. Yeah, that's the last PGA Tour event of the season. Uh, then it goes to FedEx St. Jude, the BMW, and then the Tour Championship. And even when you look at the three courses for the playoffs this year, you look at it and you go, whoa, like even like the courses have even taken a beating, the quality. You've got TPC Southwind for the St. Jude there in Memphis. You've got the BMW Championship at Wilmington Country Club in Wilmington, Delaware. And then, of course, the Tour Championship at East Lake. So should be interesting. Um, Smitty, do oh, you play? Do you play PGA Tour 2K21? I do not. No, I have it, but I haven't played it in over a year, probably. Uh, sometimes around major time, I like to. 
play the course that they're playing or whatever, just for the fun of it. That's but a good idea. There's been some serious like copyright infringements or whatever, because you really have to type in something clever or whatever to find. Like I had to type in like the 2022 Open Championship to get St. Andrews on that game because you type in St. Andrews or the old course. And oh, because you can make the courses, right? Like people make the courses. Yeah. And it mostly started with like Pebble Beach and Augusta, like, you know, putting up their arms constantly. Like, and two people would make a course that was great and people would play it for a year, then they'd find out about it and destroy it. I mean, so it's just one of those things where it's becoming harder to. Smitty, are you alive? You just turned into a ghost now. You're all, you're all white. Oh, now. sorry. I've got a very white screen. What do you look at the KKK website? Uh, Jesus! What? <laughs> what? I tried to... That's that's a negative. Hey, Everything look, on my screen is so white. If you were golfing at all this year, you'd look half as red and, and tomatoed as I look. Oh, your eyes are man. Your eyes are. I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> my eyes are what? They're beautiful. They're very blue. Yeah, I can. I'm swimming around them in them as I as I look at you. Do you need a mop? <sighs> no. No, but the seat's all wet now. Anyways, um, so when's the next time we're going to podcast? What is there going to be to talk about? It's not like we, you and I hear breaking news and we like all of a sudden we're like, we got to record or something. So I think I think it'd be interesting to maybe get a little bit of a U.S. Junior Am recap, watching the best junior players in the world head out to Bandon. It will be on TV the 29th and 30th. And I'm mm -hmm. sure you and anyone on Twitter who is listening to this as well who follows me will know how far I am getting with one young James Ackerman, 16, from Kansas. Sorry, I got barbecue sauce on my face. How could you tell? I can't tell. No? <laughs> Actually, I do see it now. Oh, no. Yeah. Dog, you're bleeding. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm like a dog with barbecue sauce over my mouth. <laughs> Oh, I can't think of much else to talk about. I mean, yeah, we can do a junior am recap. Um, I'm not really going on any more vacations this year. I'm going to be working my ass off. But I also am going to be golfing a bit, I believe, because um, I uh, got that new grip on my putter, switched back to my standard grip. No more claw grip. No need to do that anymore. I think mm -hmm. I've learned my lesson. And I've uh, been putting pretty good, playing pretty okay. But it's no fun to talk about golf if you're not golfing, Smitty. We'll tell you what, hopefully by the time we podcast next, I'll get out for another round of golf. And top golf and, or the range doesn't count. If I find out you uh, went to the batting cages instead of golfing, I'm going to be really pissed off. Well, hey, hockey season's only 364 days away. You got to toughen up. <laughs> That's right. Uh, indeed. Well, hey, you're <laughs> on the trigger there, Smitty. Uh, this, you know, if this is, if you Dingers fans are still listening, I love fantasy baseball. I love baseball. I do. And I love you too. You can find me at Jerry Lou Looper on the Twitter machine. We've been talking lots of fun baseball. Like, especially lately on Twitter, I saw, I posted a picture where I saw Robinson Cano in a Braves jersey. And that prompted me to remember, oh, I saw Felix Hernandez in an Orioles jersey post that last year. And nobody said boo. So, yeah, we can, we can do some fun baseball talk here. We, we try to keep the analogies uh, prescient. Because we know it's a po uh, it's a podcast uh, for smart people or wh whatever their logo is, and uh, and Ty, if you ever listen to this, or thank God we're on Streamyard, maybe you don't have to listen. You just hit hit send or whatever. But uh, I'm drinking um, some of the finest bourbon from America from one James Beam. It's a uh, 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 it's a goddamn institution. That's what it is. I love my bourbon, but uh, the only bourbon I put Coca-Cola in is Coca-Cola in is the uh, the cheap stuff. So, 
Smitty, where can uh, anyone who's still listening find you? Uh, they can find me at Bomb Squad Matt on the Twitter machine. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you don't Instagram, you don't Facebook, you don't you don't online date. I I I, I do Instagram. I don't online date, but I, I'd rather not put my Instagram out there. You don't go and speed date there, Smitty. Now that COVID lifted, you can see everyone's pretty faces, even though you only have sixty seconds to get to know each other. Oh, what's your name, Gina? Gina? <laughs> no, it's Gina. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, you're sneaky. You do know movie references, bud. All right, some. We don't got anything else to talk about. We could end this almost right exactly on sixty minutes. So make a wish. Now, kiss Augie good night. Oh, he's sleeping. Yeah. Is he behaving himself? He's been a good boy? He's been a good boy. He just got his summer cut, so he's, he's enjoying life now that his skin can breathe. Dude, I feel the same way. Like, I'm right in between right now where it's like, should I grow my hair out? I could, but I need a summer cut because I'm sweating my nuts off when I sleep. Ugh. Mm-hmm. It's been hot. It's been hot everywhere lately. I can only imagine up there, dude. Hmm. Different. It's well, different. Well, we can't string this along any further. I'm going to go eat me another elk burger. Ooh, that sounds tasty. You go do that, my friend. Real elk burger, like one my friend shot locally and then rendered the meat and gave it to us. Like, folks, I, I can only speak to American listeners. If you ever see elk on the menu at a restaurant somewhere, I'm not saying it's not real elk. It's not the elk that you know. It's so, it's from another country because that's the only place, Amer- the only way Americans allowed to serve wild game is if it's not procured in America. And America has good wild game. I, I don't trust something per se that was shot and frozen and shipped over in a container ship and then arrived here and be like, Oh yeah, this is some Siberian. I don't give a shit. This, uh, it tasted good. Smitty. I hadn't had venison in like 25 years. This burger was had different, good, different flavor to it. And then even a half hour later, I was kind of tasting it going like, it's still with me. It's still with me. I wasn't hung over when I woke up. I had energy. That sounds good. Shit. My brains out. Anyways, for both of us here at, the bomb squad podcast make sure the bay doors are open before you let your bombs fly we got to come up with a better slogan or catchphrase it's different every time <laughs>